0: Welcome to Fertility Friendly Food. I'm your host, Stephanie Velarkis, accredited practicing dietitian and nutritionist and director of The Dietologist, an Australian-based practice focused on optimizing fertility through nutrition. This podcast will bring you snack size episodes for you to learn, grow, and be inspired by the latest research, facts, and practical lifestyle tips about eating well for optimal fertility helping you cut through the confusion and myths to take back some of the control on your fertility journey, one bite at a time. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Fertility Friendly Food, the podcast my name is stephanie Volakis, and i'm an expert fertility dietitian and nutritionist and founder of the dietologist a virtual practice helping people all over the world upgrade their nutrition to grow the family that they're dreaming of and of course i'm your host of the pod and today's episode i'm going to be chit chatting with you all about how to be eating fertility friendly food on a budget So trying for a baby, whether you are going through fertility treatments like IVF or you're just looking at the cost of prams online and you're having a bit of a heart attack. So naturally this is a time when your bank account might be looking a little bit lighter than usual. And we know for those who do experience a hard time conceiving, there are plenty of costs involved in getting a baby to be conceived and into the world, let alone in their childhood. So you might be on a bit of a budget in other domains of your life including your groceries. So at the time of recording this podcast we are experiencing higher rates of inflation compared to the previous decade or so and the cost of food is rising and many of my clients and I are having discussions about access to quality fresh produce particularly in more inland towns and cities around Australia and the increasing cost of groceries. So I think this episode is a particularly relevant one at the moment. So in today's episode I'm going to be sharing with you some of my top cost-conscious fertility-friendly foods and why I love them as well as sharing some other general tips to help you cost save at the grocery store and on your food budget in general. Now before we go any further the numero uno tip for helping you to eat well on a budget no matter what stage of life you're at is to cut back on the takeaways and cook at home as much as practical. I love night out at a restaurant or cafe or even a home delivery meal now and then but we all know it doesn't cost 45 dollars to make a small bowl of pasta at home so naturally you're already saving when you're getting yourself into the kitchen so crack open that recipe book and head to the grocery store to get cooking so here are some top foods that are budget friendly that are fertility friendly too that you can pop in your trolley the first one is frozen veggies now a lot of people are anti-frozen veggies thinking they're not as good as fresh produce and whilst you know the texture sometimes is a little bit different in fact the nutritional value of frozen vegetables is the equivalent if not better than fresh veggies and here's why when you freeze vegetables it's almost like you're creating a time capsule you are snap freezing at the peak ripeness and protecting it from any nutrient losses as it transports to the supermarket. I mean there's lots of other steps along the way but let's just simplify here. So actually frozen veggies are an awesome way to cost save. They generally don't experience as much seasonal variation in pricing so it's a really great way to grab a big mixed bunch or if you prefer individual veg and store them in your freezer. It means less wastage because you can use what you need as you go and also they are not gonna go bad anytime soon and most of the time they're pre-chopped as well meaning they're a really convenient option some of my favorite ways to use frozen veg is adding peas into a fried rice or risotto dish I also love the stir-fry mixed veg because when I make a stir-fry if I can't be bothered on the fresh veggies or if capsicums or bell peppers cost like a million dollars then having some of my favorite veggies in the stir-fry mix and added in is a winner the next one is berries but frozen berries. Fresh berries can be super, super cheap when there's an oversupply and they're in season. So I remember when at one point a couple of years ago, a whole ton of strawberries was almost less than 99 cents um, because we had so many strawberries. So, you know, stock up when they are cheap like that. And if you want, you can pre-cut and wash and freeze yourself. Otherwise, using frozen berries is another awesome way to get fruit in but again it's more uh, neutral to the cost of seasonal variation um and again you've got less wastage they're not likely to go bad or soft and mushy and then you're just throwing them out anyway the next one is a bit controversial but They do pack in so much good nutrition and they're such an essential component of the fertility diet recommendations that I give my clients that it is worth a little bit of an extra splurge and that's buying nuts and seeds in bulk. So some nuts and seeds are ridiculously expensive. Think your macadamia nuts in particular. They're super, super pricey. But usually you can score a big bag of mixed nuts for less than $15 straight. Australian in the supermarket most of the time. And that could last you a couple weeks, but they pack in so many nutrients zinc, plant based iron, plant based protein, healthy fat, selenium from Brazil nuts, all different vitamins and minerals. And so they really are worth the extra little bit of a splurge. The other way you can get around the nut and seed cost issue is some people choose to buy smaller amounts at the dry scoop and weigh section, or if you see some good quality nut bars on sale that are mostly nuts, then that might be another cost effective way to get in your nuts and seeds. But I really love just buying in bulk. They last Ages from the dry scoop and weigh section and storing them in jars and having a big variety. So I'm just alternating between all the time. It is a winner for sure when it comes to your fertility nutrition. The next one is good old-fashioned Greek yogurt. So if you've read some of my content before on my website, you know I am not anti-dairy when it comes to fertility. We actually know that full-fat dairy may actually help reduce the risk of anovulatory infertility. So certainly we want to be included some dairy each day if we don't have an intolerance and if we do there are lots of lactose free and low lactose yogurt options available on the market but when we're looking for a cost effective but nutritious yogurt what I would suggest is you buy a larger tub rather than the single serve tubs and portion out yourself that's going to save you a lot so you can see here we're sacrificing some convenience to save money and that is really a lot of the time the trade-offs that we're going to be making when it comes to fertility friendly food on a budget so the other thing is I always recommend choosing the unflavored option so that you're keeping added sugars down and also looking for one that has the probiotic strains listed on the front or call out the probiotics on the pack so that we're getting the most bang for our buck so yogurt is a great one and yes the bigger portion the bigger container you buy the the better in terms of cost savings canned legumes are an absolute winner so think you canned lentils chickpeas four bean mix these are usually less than a dollar a can and can be a really awesome way if you are eating meat, to extend the meat in your dishes. So for example, if you're using a mince dish, you might wanna mix in some lentils and therefore you've almost like doubled the volume of the spaghetti bolognese, for example, but you're actually saving money because of the cost of the canned lentils. My top tips here is to make sure you rinse them really well to get rid of the gassy (laughs) side effects that legumes are famous for. And the other component is to make sure that where practical, you're choosing a brand of canned legumes that has a BPA free lining and rinsing them well yes there's a little bit of a trade-off here with the packaging with a bit of endocrine disrupting chemicals but look there's absolutely worse places to be getting endocrine disruptors from for such a nutritious food full of plant-based proteins plant-based iron zinc magnesium lots of great nutrients to support your fertility so we want to be prioritizing those and they are certainly budget friendly the other little hack that I have as well is is tinned veg, so things like little baby tins of corn or the pickled section of the supermarket. So think things like olives, for example. Olives are an awesome fertility-friendly snack. They're full of monounsaturated fats, healthy fat, and they're really satisfying for a salty snack and often displaces less nutritious options like salty crackers or chips. Uh, whilst olives can be a little bit more expensive, a little does go a long way. You don't need buckets of olives unless you're Greek like me, then you do need buckets of olives. But This can be a really effective way to add a lot of flavor to your meal in a really small portion. So it can be quite budget friendly in that way. My last food for your shopping list for fertility-friendly food on the budget is canned fish. So think canned tuna, preferably skipjack variety because it's going to be smaller and less likely to be causing any mercury issues. Salmon, canned anchovies, and canned sardines. Again, these have such long shelf lives. They're unlikely to really go to waste, and they are super, super cost-effective and really pack a punch when it comes to awesome nutrients for fertility, particularly Salmon, sardines, and anchovies for their really high omega-3 content, which we know is great to support egg quality and sperm quality and healthy blood flow and help with inflammation and implantation, pregnancy health. I mean, really the list goes on and on. I've got a whole episode about why I love omega-3 so much. So scroll on back and listen to that one from season two. But these foods absolutely pack a massive nutritional punch. The other benefit of the salmon, anchovies, and sardines is that they're also a great source of non-dairy calcium because of the presence of the fish bones, which actually provide a very high amount of calcium as well. So that is my little mini shopping list for you. If you are shopping on a budget and you still want to be eating fertility friendly, my other key tips are write a shopping list. Don't go in there and wing it and write that shopping list off the back of writing a rough weekly meal plan, even if it's just outlining the key proteins you're going to shop for, veggies and grains you need to shop for that week, and also some key snacks that you're going to be shopping from buy your fruits and veg whole and take 10 to 20 minutes to pre-chop them yourself. So buying pre-chopped things can be really convenient when you've got no time, but they are generally more expensive. So here we've got the time and cost trade-off and that's always going to be the case when it comes to if you have a strict budget, you're going to have to spend a little bit more time doing the prep work. Buy in bulk where relevant things like brown rice or quinoa where you're using a lot as a staple grain you might want to buy the 10 kilo bag instead of buying the 500 gram bag things like extra virgin olive oil we don't buy it in small <laughs> bottles around here we buy the, buy the big canisters right so all these little tips whilst it's a little bit more money up front When you look at the cost per 100 mil or 100 gram or cost per kilo, generally that is working out better. And just a note on that, when you're looking at the specials and what's on sale, etc., make sure that you're looking at cost per kilo or cost per 100 gram on the tags. I'll give you a really great example. A A very small chocolate bar can cost as little as $1, but you know a punnet of berries can cost up to $4. So you might think, oh, well... That just goes to show how expensive healthy eating is. And healthy eating can be expensive, absolutely. But if you look at cost per kilo, you'll see that that chocolate bar is probably only 30 grams and a dollar versus $4 for 200 to 300 grams of berries. And so you can do the math how quickly a whole kilo of chocolate can add up. And so look, I know hopefully no one's eating one kilo of chocolate in one sitting, but it can help when you're comparing different products to look at cost per kilo to give yourself a reminder about the scale of things as well. And do your best to avoid food waste. Stop throwing out the bits that you don't necessarily use, but are edible. So things like the stem of broccoli, chop it up really fine, chuck it into your stir fry, you're really not going to know the difference. The ends of your spring onion, instead of chucking them in the bin, pop them in a glass of water and start growing your own spring onions. Growing your own stuff is awesome, especially when you've already paid for it from the supermarket, and you're going to eat it anyway the bottoms of lettuce are another great little one to do you can even isolate the seeds out of the capsicums and plant them yourself and yes whilst it might not be enough to replace your grocery bill significantly all these little things really do add up and personally for me growing herbs because herbs can be quite expensive and often you don't use enough of them they go bad like the fresh herbs so growing those And growing leafy greens, all the different types of lettuces and mixed leaves and chards and things like that, they grow like absolute weeds. Growing those two things saves so much money. So, so, so much money over the course of a year or so because you're only paying a few dollars often for seeds or a little seedling and then you're off and you're growing your own anyway. So if you've got the space, if you've got the capacity to water it a few times a week, definitely consider growing your own. All right, that is a wrap on this week's episode all about fertility-friendly food on a budget. If you loved it, I would love for you to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It means the world when we get those reviews through. It helps us in the podcast charts. It helps us get pushed out to more listeners. So we really appreciate it and it takes literally less than 30 seconds and it really helps support the podcast. Plus it's completely free to help us, so we appreciate that. Also, don't forget to share it with a family member or friend or colleague that would benefit from this episode. And don't forget to hit subscribe or follow on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And if you would like our free fertility and preconception nutrition and lifestyle checklist, head to the link down in the show notes below to download your free copy. We have had over 5,000 downloads of that checklist uh, since I created it and people are still using it and loving it. It's a simple one page per partner to refocus on lifestyle and nutrition to help support you on your fertility journey. I hope this episode has been really practical for you. I really hoped it was. I really tried to focus much more on the practical side rather than the theory on this one. So I hope that came across and I will catch you in the next episode, everyone. Bye.